0: Not red, not blue, but red, white, and blue. Geraldo Rivera is on KABC. Live and local begins with one man. Ladies and gentlemen, Geraldo Rivera. All right, talk radio, uh, 790K ABC. I've hit the wrong button again, and I uh, cannot hear myself. So I don't know why I did this, but someone please come in. It took me, what, two seconds to screw this up. Joe Crumming in for Geraldo Rivera. He is on his way back from Israel today. Let me see if I could press the right button. Uh, that's not the right. There it is. I got the right button. On. Now I got it. You know how confusing it is when you're listening to what you said ten seconds ago. Even if it is brilliant, it is rather confusing. It is six minutes after ten o'clock. Here it is uh, Monday morning. And uh, I am your substitute host up until noon today. And as I mentioned, Geraldo is on his way back from Israel. He'll be here tomorrow. And uh, coming up on the show today, I'm, I'm so glad John Phillips really uh, got you going on this great topic about those people down in Costa Mesa who had the bad guy. Right? They had the bad guy. I mean, there's something about it that it is so emotionally fulfilling, right? Even when you finally get the bad guy, when you get your hands on the bad guy, because so often. Right, Deborah Marr? So often, the bad guy gets away with it. You come to your house. I've been robbed. I know what that's like when I come into the house and you know something's wrong. It's not right. And you look around and you realize you've been violated. You know how that feels when you've been violated? I've been violated like that, I think a lot of you have, and I understand that. Debbie, you ever been violated like that? Yes,
1: yeah. I have, a it's couple feeling of times. It's violation, isn't it?
0: It's I mean, horrible. Right, you like, your home is your sanctity, your area, your private area, where you think that if you leave your crap on the table, it's going to be there when you get back. It's your home. And when someone has come in and violated that, it's weird. And it's even worse if it happens at night, and you're sleeping, and you do not see well, and you know there is someone in your home. And as John Phillips said, maybe I need to slow that a little bit, as John Phillips said... It's kind of scary, and you assume they're going to do you harm, and it is possible. It's also possible they just want your TV set, and they don't want to see you anyway. So down in Costa Mesa, they, they had one of those situations where the bad guy was in the house, and the daddy, did daddy have a gun? I could play you the recap here. I heard most of what John was talking about. Uh, you want to play a little bit of this? I'll play you a little bit of the recap at CBS too. I want to talk about this. Uh, let me roll the audio here and see what we get.
1: When Bob Molina looked outside his Costa Mesa home, he says he saw three of his neighbors wrestling a burglary suspect to the ground.
0: We see these guys
1: hitting him and beating him and trying to hold him down, telling him, don't get up, don't get up. Police say it all started early Sunday morning when a family down the street awoke to find 24-year-old Gerardo Garcilazzo stealing from their home. With four kids inside, police say the father chased the suspect out of his house and down the block where he tackled Garci Lazo to the ground. It caused such a commotion...
0: I think this is crazy. I'll just stop the tape right there. Does anybody know what the key is on that tape that you just heard? It. I mentioned this to John Phillips. The key is what? Anybody? Key is the father of four. Now you think about this. Here's a guy who has four little ones in the house. He just got rid of the bad guy just by showing up and saying, hey, boo, and the bad guy splits. And now the daddy, God love you, now the daddy's on a mission. And daddy's going to take this guy down. Let me ask you this. What happens, because this is a really great way, is it it worth the risk? That's what I ask you. Is it worth the risk? You're the father of four, for God's sakes. The guy has just split. It's one thing for you to like follow the guy, get on your iPhone, possibly pull a George Zimmerman or whatever it is, right? It's yeah, right, I get that. even though it's a great, you know it's a really it's it's a good way to get shot. It's a good way to get height. And I hate to be so selfish about it and leave the kids aside. But what happens if you do get shot? Then I don't know you you're lining up at the at the welfare office and who pays a tab on that? Uh, you know Mr. John Wayne. I'm just saying, that it's one thing to, to to want to want to catch the bad guy, but I, I am amazed at how macho everybody is. Yeah, I'm gonna go down and take this guy dead. You're Yeah, father of four, for God's sakes, what good are you to your kid if you're if you're dead, or you can't work anymore? Have you ever been in a situation? Well, let me ask you this: Have you ever been in a situation where you th- where you were injured and you thought you wouldn't be able to support yourself? I've been there. I'll tell you, and it's a. I and I remember this years ago. Being in a situation when I was thinking to myself, God, I had a major operation I had to go through, and I was worried that when I came out of it, would I be able to work? And you know what I thought my last thought before? They had me so high at the hospital. I didn't care what they were going to do, but, you know, they give you all those drugs before they, they do you up. And, and I remember the one thing that I was worried about wasn't dying. It was coming back and not being able to take care of myself. I'd rather be dead. And I remember thinking, well, I'm going to come back and I'm going to be some guy that sits in a home and you come in every couple of months and you hand me some cigars and some dirty magazines and you tell me how great I look and then you split. Great. <laughs> what the hell is that about? I said, I, when I was on the table and it really means something, uh, what I thought was, you know what, I, I, dying was, I, maybe it was the drugs too. <laughs> you know, I was like, you're so high. You know, hey, saw my hand off. I don't care because I'm so stoned it matters. Not to me right now. What I was worried about was... If I do survive, can I take care of myself? And you have this man down in Costa Mesa with four kids. I understand the emotion. You finally get the bad guy. I mean, you finally get that guy. You know, win one, you know, for the good guys, for once and for all. So I want to add into the mix here at 800, uh, what's the one, what's uh, 222-KABC, is that correct? Eight hundred two 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 222 kabc all these wonderful responses that John uh, Phillips has uh, got and you're on the lines right now and I do want to speak with you and I'm thrilled that you're holding uh, because John asked you to do so and I'm thrilled about that. I also want to ask though, those of you who did jump into a fight um, and uh, and you wished you hadn't because you got to the point when you said to yourself, oh gee, you know, is it worth it? I ask you. So I, it's also cool to talk about that today too. Those of you who jumped in and said, what the hell am I doing? Why did I do that? And what did you gain? So the number is 800 kabc I am uh, sitting in for Geraldo today. Let me tell you this: Geraldo is back tomorrow at eleven o'clock. I've got a special guest. I going to tell you about. It's uh, Larry O'Connor from Breitbart.com. He is the uh, television editor over there. He is uh, a little crazy. I have a secret topic. I'm going to lay on Larry at eleven thirty, but he will join us in studio at eleven o'clock. We'll talk about the breaking story out of Washington D.C., which is the president wants to extend to those uh, Bush tax cuts. He was talking about that just a few minutes ago from Washington D.C. We'll talk all about that at eleven o'clock this morning. But in the meantime. Let's get back to your calls about what happened in Costa Mesa, where a group of people got the bad guy, for once and for all, finally got the bad guy and beat the crap out of this guy. And you had a dad, a father of four, who followed the bad guy out of the house and did not just report where he is or pull a Zimmerman, whatever, right? Uh, but actually engage the bad guy and could have gotten shot, could have been killed. A lot of this kind of stuff could have happened. And everybody that I'm noticing calling talk radio 790K is all macho about how great it is and everything. But you do not have the right uh, to beat anybody. And I ask you this. Had the cops beaten this guy, everybody would be screaming and yelling about excessive force. Why is it that cops are the only ones we have to worry about excessive force these days? But, but but vigilantes like you and me, that's cool. You can wail on the guy as much as you want. I just got curious about that, too. That's that's one part of it. The other part is you're a father, for heaven's sakes. What are you doing, man? All right, so let's go to the phones here. Here is Emily in Tarzana on 790 KABC. Emily, it's Joe Crummy. And listen, you're sweet to hang on. What's up?
2: Um, I... I've been blessed. I've never had to deal with that, thank God. Yep. But in high school, I learned a very valuable lesson from a superior court judge from the state of Nevada. Mm-hmm. It was uh, Judge Mills Lane, and he came into our government class and he said, "If ever there's somebody even on your roof, you have every right to shoot them if you think they're doing ill will, and um, and I will not prosecute you." And I'm like,
0: "Sweet! I want that in writing, pal. That's what I would say. Uh, really." I mean,
2: this was 15 years ago, mind you, but... Um, well, that's Nevada. I mean, I, right? And uh, Nevada.
0: <laughs> right, that's Nevada. That's the Wild West girlfriend. I, I don't know. You know he's crazy. You know that guy was wrong. You know that, right? Or do you?
2: Well, I, I don't. And I ah. think that obviously people have to take judgment into their hands. I mean, if they're on the roof, there's not a whole lot of damage they can do. But if it were me, um, my gun would be cocked and ready. Oh, I had and no problem with that. The guy, if the guy enters my domain... I do feel, and I have had confirmation, you know, by the judge that we have every right to defend ourselves because you don't know what they're going to do. And I understand the whole risk part, but on the same token, it's your life. It's your livelihood. I've had people who've been broken into, and their whole lives have changed because psychologically now, they're damaged. It's not just a physical thing anymore. It can psychologically damage you. And if it means you stood up for yourself and you took care of business, then great. I think people need to educate themselves. Don't get me wrong. And I think people need to be smart about their cho- their choices and if there's another way to do it. But I don't know if you recall the story about that young lady whose husband died of cancer like three months after their baby was born, mm-hmm. had somebody who was scoping out her house.
0: Oh yes. I remember home, that. Yes. And
2: she shot him. And I'm like, that is right. Yeah, but that you know the difference. So, so I remember ridiculous.
0: that. You know, you're right about that, Emily. That story was two, three months ago. I remember that. But the thing is, that lady was uh, concerned about her safety. She could make that case that he was threatening her, right? Wasn't it that was a boyfriend a guy? Was that a boyfriend guy? No, it wasn't a boyfriend guy because the. No, it
2: was just a neighbor. It was just some guy stalking the neighborhood. But he was stalking the right, neighborhood remember, because yeah. he had killed her dog first.
0: Yeah, but I mean, what's seen. what's getting lost here is that are you in legitimate fear for your safety or not? So, I mean, no. you're telling me that judge so, told no, you you no. could shoot some guy on your roof if you if you felt like it. You could kill Santa Claus no, for God's sake. No, no, no.
2: He, he definitely, he definitely, he definitely stipulated if you thought he was doing ill will.
0: Well, there's the. That's you. the well. let's see. Well, so, that's, so that's.
2: there was. I mean, he did not just throw caution to win. He said, you know, there has to be a okay. judgment call. There. Right, because well, you made him you know, sound like he but, was
0: out of his mind. I, look, I got to drop you because we had to stop here. Excellent call. But. There's a little, I got news for you. They haul your ass in the cart and you can't show the fact that you were in fear for your life. You know, you're, you know, you ain't going to have some trouble there. That's what I'm just trying to tell you that. So I, 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 I just want to make that point. Now I could be wrong, but my understanding about law, which is, I don't know. Uh, but unless you, you're fearing for your life, you don't have the right to use deadly force. I'm sorry about that. You just I don't care where anybody is. Now I may be wrong about that and I'm willing to be schooled, but I believe that's true. Um, it is uh, if you know and even if it's in your own home but uh, I'm uh, here with wide open phones we'll find out how this goes. I want you to call me and tell me if you've ever had to use a gun or force to defend yourself how did it go and those of you who jumped in jumped into a fight or thought you were John Wayne or whatever it is and then you regretted it I want to open the lines for those calls too because I know that, that you're out there and you uh, are will get a fair hearing here. Uh, at uh, Talk Radio 790 KBC. It's Joe Crummy in for Geraldo. It's 17 minutes after 10 o'clock. Let's move along to another tough guy. I'm going to be checking the traffic now. Is that you, uh, David Courtney? You're checking the traffic this morning, big guy? 790 KBC. Yeah, right. I can just see that. Talk Radio. 790 KABC, 21 minutes after 10 o'clock. This is the Geraldo Rivera Show. It's Joe Crummy sitting in for Geraldo. He is back tomorrow. Today, I believe he is in transit, uh, flying back from Israel. And he'll be on the air here at Talk Radio 790 KABC tomorrow. Next week, I will fill in for him all uh, during the week. I'll be here Monday through Friday, and I'm looking forward to it. So, uh, you know, get used to it. Now, coming up uh, at 11 o'clock, i got a special guest, Larry O'Connor. Those of you who are talk radio aficionados would know Larry O'Connor. He is uh, the uh, TV editor at Breitbart.com. He is also a talk show host in his own right. And he and I, as a matter of fact, this week and next, are going around the country bumping each other from one talk station to another as we fill in for all the rest of the hosts that are on vacation. And uh, it'll be fun to have uh, Larry with us at 11.30. I have a secret question for him at 11.30, but at 11, we'll talk with him about all things political. That would be uh, the president to ex- expand or extending, wanting to, proposing to extend the Bush-era tax cuts today. We'll talk about the attacks on evil Mitt Romney, because he is a rich man, we'll talk about uh, uh, immigration. We'll talk about health care As a matter of fact, uh, I love talking about these issues, and I will put it to Larry. As a matter of fact, I will say, "What is your solution?" I will I, I don't want talking points. Uh, we'll we'll debate it. It'll be great, and that'll be at eleven o'clock this morning. In the meantime, we're talking about that story down Costa Mesa way, where it was a a, 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 a suspect, uh, some guy. Uh, was in a house uh, trying to steal something. The dad uh, chased the guy out of the house, and then the whole uh, neighborhood went out and beat this guy up. And uh, I'm saying two things to you. Number one, uh, you have no right to use excessive force on anybody. I don't care what they're doing. You don't, even if you're in your own home. Uh, if you feel your life is at uh, risk, yes, you shoot away, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Fill them full of lead, you know, whatever. I wouldn't think twice about it. But uh, we've been taking calls, and we thank John Phillips for this, too, for getting it started, talking about those of you who have had to use a gun to defend yourself, those of you who have been in a situation where you had to do something. uh, Let's talk about that. But I also want to add into the mix, before we get started, those of you who put yourself into a situation and you realized you'd made a mistake, because I think that's something we ought to talk about. Aside from the law and whether or not you feel that uh, you are in danger of your life, you have no choice. I understand that. Any court in the United States would would get it. And even even this one, I totally understand. But if you have the option to stay out of it, especially if you're a dad or a mom, I ask you, is it worth it? Let's talk about that. It's 800-222-KABC. Let's see what we got. Sarah is in L.A. on uh, 790-KABC. Sarah, it's Joe Crummy. Nice to have you aboard. What's up?
3: Hey, nice to hear your voice again.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am.
3: <laughs> um, I told your screener, um yeah. We live up on Mulholland, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of burglaries up there. And um, I keep a golf
0: club in the living room. Well, no. See, this is great. What other alternative means of defense do you have? So you've got like, uh, what do you have? Like a five iron? What do you got?
3: Yeah, a five iron and a nine iron in the bed
0: excellent All right. and
3: so i'm sitting and reading one day in and in, in my den and the alarm goes off mm-hmm. we're fully alarmed i mean my husband travels a lot so mm-hmm. i live up there by myself mm-hmm. the alarm goes off and i'm like okay there's somebody else and these people have keys which is a little strange wow and so i pick up the golf club and here is this man standing in my hallway and I said, get out. And he just looked at me, and I looked at him, and I said, I've got a mean swing, and I don't mind repainting my hallway.
0: <laughs> wow. Uh, and what did he do? And he took a gun out and shot you. Now, what happened?
3: No, he turned around and walked out the door. Well,
0: that's sensible. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I was
3: absolutely ready to Swing that golf club at his
0: head. It could have been Robert Downey Jr., you know, high again in the wrong house. It could have been no, 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 no,
3: no, no, no. it was.
0: It was some guy, right? You're up on Mulholland. You say you're alone. Did you did you give me your address, by the way? Because I come by a little bit later on pick up a few things.
3: <laughs> yeah. Right by Runyon
0: Canyon. No, is that right? Yeah, well, it's nice up there. Look, I appreciate that phone call. Sarah used a golf club. That's great. Here is Enrique in Irwindale on uh, Talk Radio 790 KABC. Enrique, are you there? I don't know if this is going to be a good call. I don't know about this. Hello, Enrique. Hello, Enrique. Yes. Hey, yeah, listen. Yeah, Uh, yeah, you're on 7th. Look, I don't know. Hang on. How do I put this guy on hold? Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty loud. If you could get him into a quieter location, it'd be great. Bob in uh, Santa Monica, the home of the homeless. Bob on 790KEBC. Hello, Bob.
4: You got that right, Joe. Yes, sir. Hey, listen, let me clear the air a little bit here. There's two scenarios. John Phillips really did a disservice to the public today by saying, yeah, some guy's walking out with my flat screen, I'm dropping him. Uh, John's going to jail.
0: That's what Uh, I thought. Here's the deal.
4: You have to be... And I
0: don't want John to go to jail. We need him here.
4: Well, being a cowboy is not going to work today. And you know you're going to get sued civilly and criminally by the DA because you have to be an imminent threat, direct threat, from the assailant. And the assailant has to be assailing you. So if he's walking out the door with a TV... There's nothing. Uh, he yeah. can come back and go ahead and get your DVD player and everything else. Anything he wants. Now, right. but if he turns around and he's got a weapon that's charging you, yeah, drop the SOB and you're done with that.
0: Fine, thank so you. That's what you do. That's what the cops say. Go find a kitchen knife and stick you it in his hand.
4: You have to clearly show that you were in fear of your life and that there's a comparable use of force. For example, if it's an 80-pound grandma and a 6'4 monster, grandma can have a double gauge and just blow this guy into, you know, like I said, paint the new hallway. Yeah, but if it's two big boys and nobody's got weapons, you got trouble trying to figure out uh, who's who's doing what to whom here. So it's a it's a real tough call. I've been in the situation myself. I could have dropped two murderers in my backyard. Uh-huh. I chose not to because they weren't an imminent threat to me, and uh, they let, they're doing 90 years in jail by the way right now. So you know yeah. it, it worked out in the end. But you got it, it is absolutely a judgment call that you have to decide, hey, the law says this, do I want to be on the receiving end of the DA's prosecution and the dead the dead person's
0: uh, family are going to come you, after right? you, right? They're going to get yourself a little attorney, and they're so going to come please, after you. Get, yeah.
4: get John straightened out on this, because this is such a disservice, especially with the Zimmerman case pending the way it is. Yeah. We don't need to have misinformation out there like this, and I'm sure Harada will chime in on this tomorrow when he gets back.
0: You know what? You know, I hope he does, as a matter of fact. We'll leave a note for to uh, hear Joe,
4: I want to hear your story, how you charged this
0: guy. Whatever. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you something, though, but that's the thing. There, there was one night many, many years ago. Uh, Steve behind the board, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, he does. I used to have a friend, but I, I woke up one night, and uh, I don't know why, but uh, this was back in the days when I was sleeping on a mattress on the floor before I was civilized. And uh, I woke up. I don't know why. I just woke up, and I looked into my into the um, uh, doorway, and I could see the outline of a man. And he was waving something around. And it looked like a gun. And I remember backing up against the wall, standing up against the wall, and realized I was trapped. And he was standing there, and I didn't know what. You assume you're going to have trouble because he wasn't leaving. And he saw I got up, and I went okay. And uh, I charged him. It happened to be a friend of mine that was drunk. Uh, waving oh, a gun around. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And, oh no, he came to he I told him, Don't do it again, I'll call the cops. He did. I did have to call the cops. Oh, wow. I did have to call nine one one. That's
4: a hairy situation.
0: Oh, let me That's tell you. Really. That
4: could have been the end of your life and his, well... That's
0: it. And he was drunk and he had a gun. Oh, there's no question at all about it. Every time I see him, now we laugh about it, but I'll tell you, it, it, when it happened, and I'll tell you this, you are it, when you call 911 and you say you got a guy in your house and the cops say, okay, come out right now, I came out the front door, right, I'm in my underpants and whatever it is, and I opened the door and there are three or four cops and they all got their 9 millimeters pointed at my head. And I said to them, I said, hey, I said, I'm the owner. And they looked at me with all the guns drawn right within two inches of my head, they said... We don't know that. Right. And I said, you know what? Good point. <laughs>
4: right. so, and by the way, these shootings that take place and these beatings that take place with these cops, I'll tell you, I'll give you the heads up on that. If you want, want to know why the cops are so brutal and so so out of control, okay, this poor kid that got beaten, Kelly, mm. you look at the videotapes these guys are trained under, and you see the split-second timing, they're given you know, half a tenth of a second to, to make decide a decision. if your friend or foe. And this is how they're operating. They're, they figure they're out there to just, you know, they're...
0: Well, you make a mistake and you're gone. I mean, that's it. You make they a mistake. They total
4: and compliance. Total, immediate, inst- when they say on the ground, you're on the ground second pavement. And if you're not on the ground, if you give them one turn of the lip or whatever, boom, it's taser time, and, and here comes the clubs. Yeah, yeah. So you got to check out what they're going through at their end, and you'll understand why.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you know what, look, I really, I am so glad you you called me, Bob. Thank you so much, you know, because there, so there are two issues here, and he kind of touched on both of them. One is the legal thing. You don't have the right unless you really feel as though you're, you know, you're under the gun, literally, like, okay, this guy's going to do me wrong. All right, number one. Number two, there's the, the added thing, because he, he mentioned the cops, you know, they're, they're worried what's going to happen. What happens to you? You know, the, the vigilante guy, what happens to you? You want you're a dad. That's what I'm, you know, to me, the most important thing I ever did in my life is be a dad. And what uh, is it? Is it worth the risk? That's that's what I'm talking about. So these are all great calls and I, I appreciate it. We'll take a few more. I want to mention a few other things. Did you see what uh, Chris Rock tweeted? uh over fourth of july anybody see what he tweeted i want to mention that and talk a little bit about that too coming up next a lot of people really ticked about it on friday i thought i'd mention it to you Uh, it's either that or we talk about the bullet train what do you what do you let's take a look no really who wants to talk about the bullet train anybody talk about the bullet train (laughs) okay we'll talk about that too it is 28 minutes now before 11 o'clock joe crummy in for geralda rivera it is great to be here today with you Geraldo now. Hannity coming up at noon. Talk Radio 790 KABC. Talk Radio 790 KABC. This is the Geraldo Rivera show. It is uh, your substitute host guy, Joe Crummy, sitting in for Geraldo. It's a thrill to be here. Geraldo is back tomorrow. I will fill in for Geraldo all next week. He'll take a vacation, but he is on his way back from Israel. You listened to his show last week. You knew he was live from the King David Hotel, and he's got to fly back, and uh, he's got one hell of a work ethic, I'll tell you that. So he is is back tomorrow. At 11 o'clock this morning, we have a special guest, a a guy who I can't wait to get on the air. I've never worked with him before. It's Larry O'Connor who is the uh, uh, executive director of television for uh, Breitbart.com. He's also a talk show host. And uh, he is uh, uh, one of the up-and-coming, I would say, uh, you know, stars of talk radio. And I want you to, if you don't know who he is, check him out at 11 o'clock. We'll talk about all things political at 11. Uh, not only the breaking story of the president today challenging Congress. I like the way you put that. Uh, the president is challenging Congress to extend the evil Bush tax cuts except only for poor people, right? The rich people are evil and bad, and uh, we'll talk about that at 11 o'clock. The funny thing about that is nothing's going to happen. It's all politics. I mean, anything that happens from now, especially uh, until the election, is all for show for people like you and me. The president wants to look like he's a really good guy, and I will challenge Larry on this. Let me tell you this. The president, and Larry's going to hate this, but the president could actually have the most brilliant idea, right, He could. He could have the cure for cancer right now. He could. And if he came out and gave you the cure for cancer, Republicans would veto it they would they would stop it nothing until the election is over am i right or am i right i mean honestly nothing's going to happen the president says let's extend those tax cuts uh, for the uh, for the people under two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. everybody else is evil and bad let's tax the snot out of those guys who cares we'll talk about that we'll talk about uh, the attacks on romney i will say this and then we'll get into this with larry because he this is where he lives he's very very good at this stuff he will uh the uh, the attacks on romney over the weekend if, if you are paying attention it's that Romney is, this is the big attack, he's rich. He's stinking rich. And that means he's not like me and you. He has money in the Cayman Islands. He has money uh, in, was it Bermuda or Bahamas, someplace, whatever. He's got more money than God. And you hate that, right? And that is, I'm I'm sorry, Mr. President, that is not an economic plan, uh, hating on Romney for having coin. It was funny because when I sat in last week, uh, we were playing audio of Keith Olbermann, who was saying that uh, now is not the time to run as a businessman. You know, it's like, oh, Mr. As though, <laughs> as though there ever is a time, uh, Keith Oberman. Is there a time you can run as a businessman? So funny. So we'll talk about all of this uh, with uh, Larry O'Connor at 11 o'clock this morning. And then I have a secret question for him. He'll join me for the whole hour. So we'll have a secret question for Larry at 1130. That's right. In the meantime, you know what Chris Rock tweeted over the uh, weekend? This was on Friday. I happened to notice this, and I wanted to run this by you uh, because a lot of people really ticked about it. And Chris Rock, as a comedian and as a movie star, is a guy who I've always really, really liked, I've always thought he was really talented and funny and cool. And and so he tweeted on Friday. I happened to be flipping around to, on, on Twitter, and I happened to see this. And... Um, Comedian Chris Rock has infuriated millions, I'm just reading the copy now, with his White People's Day tweet posted on July 4th. Uh, This is what Chris Rock uh, tweeted. A lot of people were pretty ticked about it. He says, happy White People's Independence Day. The slaves weren't free, but I'm sure they enjoyed the fireworks. (laughs) Wow. So people were really ticked about it. i thought about it for a while. Happy white people's Independence Day. The slaves weren't free, but I'm sure they enjoyed the fireworks. And, of course, all hell breaks loose on the comment boards, and people start talking about it. And uh, so I I started weighing in, and, and uh, it's too bad, because I think... People misunderstand the history of the United States. I don't want to sound like your history professor this morning, but I mean, I I really it's too bad because I I know it was all this discussion about blacks being three fifths of a person. And that meant that, you know, people didn't care about black people and minorities in the back in the beginning of the United States. And it's just it's too bad because that's not really the the way it went down at all. The reason why blacks were counted as three-fifths of a people, three-fifths of a person, wasn't because they were black. It was because they were being held as slaves. If you didn't live in the South and you were free and you weren't black, guess what? You were a regular person like everybody else. The three-fifths of a person, a lot of people misunderstand that. They think that everybody was sitting around and going, oh, you're not worth that much. You're not really a human being, so you're only worth three-fifths of a person. And that's how most people misunderstand it. And I would submit to you that maybe Chris Rock thinks the same way, too. Oh, wow, that's great. The reason why blacks were counted as three or slaves were counted as three-fifths of a person is because there were a lot of people in this fledgling country, the United States, who didn't like it. They wanted to put pressure on the people that lived in the South by saying this. If you are not going to free these people and you want to hold them as slaves, that's fine. (laughs) I know that sounds funny, too, but but you can't count them as real people because you're not treating them like real people. That's why. So if you think you're going to count all these slaves and you're going to have people, you know, the the commensurate amount of, uh, say, congressmen, because you got like 100,000 slaves, so that means you've got a congressman for each, you know, this and that. And they said, no, you're not because you don't treat them as real people, so you're not going to count them as real people. This was their way of putting pressure on these people to let it go. And it's too bad that we don't celebrate the good guys. Yeah, sure, there were bad guys. Yo, three-fifths, okay, fine, we'll work with that. But it's too bad that we, we don't celebrate the good guys here, that there were people even back then when slavery was a way of life all around the planet. Slavery has been a way of life since biblical times. That there were people here in this country that were going, you know what, we don't like it, and we want to figure out a way to stop it. And they put all of that in place back in 1776 on July 4th. That it's just too damn bad we don't celebrate those guys. All right, uh, that's my editorial comment this morning on the show. Joe Crummy. it's in uh, for Geraldo Rivera. It is 13 minutes now before 11 o'clock, I think. I like how you corrected yourself. Did you like that? Yeah, because you're walking on the freeway, you're either high or stupid or crazy or nutty or what. You're not a pedestrian. (laughs) Uh, Isn't that a legal term? Yes. I have rights as a pedestrian. Yes, it is. Thank you very much. You're welcome. All right. Uh, Eight minutes before 11 o'clock on uh, Talk Radio 790 KABC, the Geraldo Rivera Show. Uh, He is uh, winging his way back from Israel today. He'll be back uh, on the air right here at 790 KABC tomorrow. And I am your host in his stead. I'm looking at our, our guest at 11 o'clock, the wacky um, Larry O'Connor <laughs> in the other studio. You're not allowed in here, pal, until after 11 o'clock, bottom line. All right, anyway. Oh, man. All right, so let's take this call. You know, we started the hour with that great topic that uh, John Phillips brought up about what happened down at Costa Mesa, where you had a bad guy that had broken into a house. A father of four chased the bad guy out of the house. Tackled him at some point and got in a big fight. And Then all the neighbors came out, pounded out the guy. I mean, big time. And uh, we we talked about that, whether or not this is vigilante justice or not. And then John Phillips, who does the fifth hour every day here at uh, seven ninety KBC, opened up the phones and said, "Let's talk about how you used a gun to protect yourself." And uh, we uh, took some of those calls at ten o'clock. And I wanted to make the point that uh, John is completely insane. I just wanted so that you know that I just you know I, you know somebody has to say it. Love the man, but you, you can't shoot somebody or you can't just beat people up because it feels good. I'm sorry, uh, and I don't want John to be in jail. John, we love you. We need you right here. You are needed here, sir, and so any time you start talking crazy and I happen to be on, I'm going to talk to you about it. All right, my son? All right, big guy. All right, let's go to the phones here. Tim is a male. Okay, in uh, Moore Park, are you now? All right, Tim, you're on 790 KBC. Go ahead, sir.
5: I love you, Joe. I'm Tim Callum Carrion. I was in Los Angeles near the corner of Lincoln Avenue and Hazelwood. Yes, sir. I met a gang of kids called the DMC Gang. They told me that they're, they were in a gang. Their parents were in the mafia. If they were good in the gang, they get to be in the mafia. Yep. Then one day, two other kids in the gang said. My dad loans me. There's two of them. My dad loans me. Like my dad loans people money and kills them when they don't pay him back. My older brother kills people for the pleasure of spilling their blood. My dad and I go to the church of Satan I have Satan in me right now and I'm going to kill you unless you give me a dollar. And his eyes look like I hate you kind of eyes. Mm-hmm. There, yeah. and, uh, I get that. Yeah, I, I get that I
0: have, from my ex. I, I have get Jesus that.
5: Jesus Christ in me, I'm not going to give you a dollar. He doesn't like Satan, so I'm not going to give you a dollar. Then he picks up a rock from the driveway. And he holds it above his head, and he goes, Look, I'm going to hit you right here in the forehead and kill you unless you give me a dollar. Well, I, well, can,
0: I, can I interrupt you for a second, Tim? Yeah. Uh, you said you, you run into these guys every day, right?
5: They, were, they sat on the corner. My ha- my two houses were one house from the corner.
0: Oh, I see. Because I was going to say, if you run into these people every day, why don't you go the other way? Because I'm wondering whether you kind of dig this on some level, and it's nope, kind of weirding me out. No, my houses okay, were there. Okay, I get it. Okay, so you know, the fair. the right. kid
5: says, Look, he's going to hit you right here in the head and kill you unless you give him a dollar. So you better give him a dollar right now. Okay, well, bottom line I stuck my foot up really high to block the rock, and it also came right in front of their face because they were kids. Uh And I said said really loud, "Get out of both of you! Get out of here right now!" They ran across the street. Leader of the gang stood up and said, "Get back over there." They came back over here, Mm -hmm. and they said, he pointed to me and said, "He says we go to the church and everybody church of Satan, and everybody knows there's no such thing as a church Satan." And the third kid said, "Hey, there's one in Highland Park."
0: So that's shtick, pump boom, boom. Okay, well, that's very <laughs> funny. So this was. So the purpose of this call was what? To make the host laugh? Is that why? Um, this is
5: what happened. Because so you know.
0: kind of got me. I was kind of going with it happened. for a while. So this is what? All BS or true? No, This is true. This is a true story. Oh, it is a true story. Yeah. Okay, but again, let me double back to you because I want to throw this back on you. Okay. So you have these miscreants who are always right by, almost closer than hands and feet, to go biblical on you, uh-huh. and you don't. And what? You just you put up with it every single I day, the and then. And then, and then you get upset when they, when there's a showdown one day and they throw down with you.
5: So I told them about Jesus, because what else are you going to do to Satanists? Tell
0: them about Jesus. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Why don't you call the cops, dude? Are they out of control or not? The you t- sound t- like they're out of control every day, the but cops, you never did anything The cops about. said you should talk to them. You're walking around talking about Jesus. You're almost as crazy as they are. <laughs> I know. Listen to you. All right. Uh, and you know what? Your laugh is weird. Now get out of here. All right. Fine. No, seriously. You know that's true. All right, one more quick one. Mike is in Torrance on 790 KEBC. Mike, a pleasure to have you aboard.
1: Thanks, I'm I'm happy to be on. Uh,
0: Yes, sir. I just want to say, say, if somebody broke into your house and you wake up with the
1: startled fact that there's somebody in your house and you have family, even if you don't have family, it's not about beating somebody up to make you feel better, as Mm -hmm. you were suggesting.
0: Yes, sir. It's about a heat of moment Anger. It actually, it doesn't feel good. It's the
1: exact opposite. You know, we are at the. Regardless of us being humans, we have an animal instinct to protect. You go into a bear's cave, you're dead.
0: Hey, let me tell you something. I've got an animal instinct to have sex with your wife if she's good looking, but I got to control myself. No,
1: control yourself. Control yourself to what?
0: Not do it.
1: You want well. That's like controlling yourself to what? Society's rules? It's human instincts to protect. Control is something that we developed. I mean, how much control does everybody have if we have so many laws broken every
0: second? Well, well, that's not much of an argument. You're, you're saying that like, the bad guy who breaks the law has no control, so I should have no control as well? That's like two no, laws no, making I'm a right.
1: I'm not oh. saying that. What I said was this, is mm-hmm. that it's more human instinct to respond beat somebody up in your home with negative intentions Mm. rather than quote unquote
0: control yourself Uh, well you know what I I don't want to argue with you unnecessarily you know Mike have you have you been in that situation where you had to do something it sounds like you're 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 passionate here
1: unfortunately I'm not as far as the the male that you were describing but when I was a young kid I walked into my house and I found that somebody had tried to break into our house and I'll tell you till today I sleep with a shotgun next to my bed because of that, and I'm 33. That's 20, 21 years later, 22 years later. Can I, can so I yeah. make
0: a suggestion to you?
1: Well, may, may, may I, may I,
0: may I? Absolutely. I, do you, do you, do you, uh, do you feel that you live in a constant state of unnecessary paranoia?
1: Absolutely not.
0: That's. I, I, I think real, that's why you I, need I, therapy. I live, that, yeah. I,
1: I live in a realistic. A realistic mentality, because people nowadays, with, especially with your mentality, justify uh, uh, don't see justification in protecting yourself or going after people that are there to possibly hurt you and others.
0: No, I, I, I can't,
1: I, 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 I can't <laughs> rely. I can't rely on somebody else's uh, mentality to say, oh. You're paranoid, or oh, they're not going to do anything. All right, you know
0: I got to drop you because they're playing the music. Was that give me about fifty seconds, forty seconds, Steve? You know that's all cool. Look, I understand that, but you can't use force against somebody. Deadly force. I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to be the guy that prosecutes you. It's going to be some like a, a you know, some kind of a DA, and he's going to put you in a world of hurt. I'm just, t- and this goes double for John Phillips because we care, John. You understand what I'm talking about? A pleasure. I love your passion. I really do. It's Joe Crummy sitting in for Geraldo Rivera. He is uh, going to be back tomorrow. I'll be in here all next week on 790 KABC. Coming up next, uh, Larry O'Connor from Breitbart.com. He's intense. I'm looking forward. And I have a secret question for Larry at 1130, and he does not know what it is. You want to stand by for that. Steve, how much time now? Talk to me in 10 seconds. I love how this works. On a Monday, 7-9, all-star break. Joe Crummy, 790 KABC. 10 seconds,